Hey everybody, it's Terrell Cummings and we are here on episode 13 of the Always Relevant Podcast. Thanks everybody for coming out and listening. We definitely appreciate it today having a special guest, my friend Dane DeMeo. We're just going to discuss a few things, talk about um, our sports movie bracket, um, some of the our favorite sports movies uh, from the 1990s to present, discuss which ones we think are best. So we're talking about that, talking about college football playoff a little bit, and just also discussing um, a few things as far as bowl games, and then the Battle of Ohio is coming this weekend between the Bengals and the Browns, kind of discuss that a little bit, and who we think's going to win. So, uh, excited about the show, um, look forward to Dane being here, hopefully you guys are too, and um, thanks again for listening, talk to y'all soon. All right, everybody. We are here today on the Always Relevant Podcast. Episode 13, we are here, and we are we haven't gone away. I think it's episode 13. Hopefully it's not episode 14. No, it's episode 13. <laughs> so, no, we're excited. Uh, I'm excited. I still have one of my good friends here, one of my best friends, Dane DeMeo, on today. So, it's going to be a good time. Looking forward to it. Let me get into everything. Uh, first of all, I'm going to ask, you know, how are you and how are you really? I'm not going to ask Dane this today. I'm just going to ask this of myself. Um, over the holidays that took place, um, you know, I'm good. It's good to spend time with family and friends and having a good time and seeing the, our faces, the faces of our, our children light up when they see the presents that they got, which Caden and Copeland received a ton of gifts. Absolutely insane. Um, Elena and I are definitely having a garage sale at some point in time because we need to sell it for the extra money and we need to sell the stuff for extra room to put everything that was gotten by everybody. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of out of control, but it's a good time. We're definitely thankful to be in a position that we're in and definitely thankful that, you know, our kids get to experience Christmas and, you know, want to make sure that, you know, Caden doesn't forget the the true meaning of Christmas and why we really uh, celebrate it. So uh, it's not just for the gifts. It's not for Santa Claus. You know, it's a few, a few other things involved with that and the true story behind it. And he definitely understands it. It's good that he's learning and, um, yeah, I'm glad and glad to see he understands it. Also glad he's he's enjoying the stuff that he did get and the time he gets to spend with everybody. So good times there. Uh the the taco bar Christmas Day went well. Um my parents came over, uh Atlanta's brother and his girlfriend, her kids came over, and then a couple other friends came over as well. So it was solid. Had beef taco bar, chicken taco bar, had a bunch of different appetizers that we still have and had some some cakes that were brought by a few other people. So um, it was a good time. Easy to make, easy to clean up. Uh, we still have some leftovers, so we're we'll probably eating some of those today. Um, overall, it was fun. It was a good time. It was good food, and it was good hanging out with everybody. It was pretty chill. So had a good time. Back to how am I? How am I really? How am I? I'm good. No complaints and everything. How am I really? I'm kind of glad that it's all over as far as Christmas and everything. Um, Elena finally, she took down the Christmas tree uh, yesterday. Uh, she's gung-ho about that, you know, getting that down. She's gung-ho when it's time to put it up. She's gung-ho when it's time to take it down. So I said, away, let her do it, let her take care of it. Um, so now our living room is a little more normal without the big old Christmas tree there. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of glad Christmas is over and, you know, ultimately things getting back on normal schedule here sometime soon. But um, let's get into my sports weekend. I think sports been kind of chill because of the holiday as far as for West Carroll and Hanover. Still the same records overall, I believe. Um, nothing happened for Michigan football really this week except for the fact they were playing Alabama. 
um, in the coming days. I don't know what day it's supposed to be on, maybe tomorrow. Um, and I'm recording it Saturday morning, so um, it might be tomorrow. I'll check the date on that. Um, <clears throat> let's see, the Bengals, they lost to the Dolphins in overtime. They were down by quite a few points, but Dal- Andy Dalton led them in the fourth quarter. I think they scored like 23 or 24 points in the fourth quarter to tie it up with no time left, take it overtime. But ultimately, they did lose the game. But, you know, they're still playing hard for Zach Taylor, so that's good to see. They haven't given up on everything, even though they have, with the loss, earned the number one pick in next year's draft. Um, so at some point in time, we'll probably discuss who they should probably try to draft coming up and what they should do with their different roster slots so it will be interesting uh fantasy the only thing i have going right now is FanDuel. um i got first place last week i think that locked me up for the year for winning it overall so so far it's a pretty solid fantasy football season um i think i just have to play and not get zero points this coming week and i should be okay so looking forward to that and well hopefully someone doesn't score like 250 points would be something crazy but um no, I think things are looking up for me as far as that there. Um, I am doing a bowl pick but right now I'm doing absolutely horrible. I think I only have like three points so far out of all the bowl games. So I'm not your guy for picking bowls. Um, Cultural bowl season's winning against me right now. So it is what it is, but I'm happy with my fantasy football season so far. Um, Michigan basketball, they're 9-3 and three overall. They're currently ranked number 11 in the country. But unfortunately, their best player is out indefinitely with a groin injury. Um, don't know how long, how long that'll be, unfortunately. So hopefully they can step up and play and you know, keep winning games. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, University of Dayton, they actually did lose, I think it was earlier this week, uh, at a tournament in Chicago. I forget who they lost to, but I think it was, and it was an upset. But um, overall, they're ranked number 18 in the country. They're 10-2. and two. Um, Like I said, last week had a great time taking Caden to the game. He had a lot of fun. Um, he was screaming, pure craziness and everything. So it was good seeing him join his face. So, good times by all. Um, overall, I'm trying to think what else do we have that we didn't discuss last week. As far as my Star Wars journey, let's see. I had completed Episode 5, which is Empire Strikes Back. I'm currently, I just started Episode 6, which is Return of the Jedi. Um, you know, it's interesting. I haven't gotten too, into it too far. But, um you know, I think Caden's starting to enjoy watching Star Wars as well. So it's kind of funny seeing him wanting to watch that with me. But um, it's it's a good time. It's, uh, it's it's definitely interesting. And I'm enjoying my time watching and learning as I go. So any Star Wars fans want to give their input, go ahead and do it. Let me know. Um, last segment, college football playoff. Dan and I are going to talk about that a little bit. How State versus Clemson tonight. Clemson's favored by two and a half points. And LSU, Oklahoma, LSU's favored by 12 and a half points. We'll see how it goes. That was as of earlier this week. I haven't looked at the lines today at all, but um, we'll discuss that when Dane's on. But like I said, I think LSU is going to go ahead, and I think Ohio State's going to go ahead. But it's hard to tell with Clemson. Um, like I said, we'll get into that later on, though. But overall, it's been a good time. Been a good sports weekend. Lots of football on the watch. I'm loving it. It's warm outside, so I think I'm trying to get some stuff to throw on the grill because I think it's a good time to grill when it's 60 some degrees out. So that's how it is. That's how it goes. Uh, up next, us next on the show, it's going to be Dana Mail. So we'll see it. Talk to you soon. All right, everybody. I think we have Dane DeMeo on the line, one of my boys. 
so I'd come on the podcast and try to drop some knowledge. What's up, dude? All right. How you doing? <laughs> Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Just uh, hanging out and having a good time, as always. Same here. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, and, you know, we get on here and typically I, I just got here and we just kind of just talk about sports and what's, what's happening in the sports world. Obviously, we got like the college football playoff starts today, you know, with um, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State and I'm sorry, Oklahoma, LSU and Ohio State and Clemson. Um, I don't know. Who do you think is going to be going through? Well, it's a tough, uh, tough call. All four teams are solid. Obviously, we watch a lot of ball and talk about it a lot. I think Ohio State is going to get through. I think they're too talented. I think Clemson, like everyone says, hasn't been tested. But it's hard to say because they haven't played anybody. So it's going to be hard to right. judge them. Uh, right. Yeah, and I would say LSU – uh, over Oklahoma. I think that's what everybody's thinking. Yeah, well, I was thinking that too, but I think that's going to be a straight shootout. Like, because LSU's defense is not all that. You know what I mean? So, Oklahoma can up points. It's not, but there's never been any defense in the Big 12, so it's always hard to judge those teams when they have to actually play in a, a team from a conference that actually plays defense. So, we'll see what happens. Right. No, yeah, it'll be interesting. And, um, you know, House like A said, House A's look like juggernaut all year. Um, Clemson hasn't been tested, so you don't really know how good they truly are. I'm interested to see kind of the matchup. Um, it was the game tonight. It's going to be – it'll be fun to watch. It'll be to see, you know, what's what. But I, I do think the same thing. I think House A's going to beat Clemson. And I think um, LSU is going to beat Oklahoma. Now, how mad would the NCAA be if, uh, if uh, Clemson and Oklahoma end up in a championship, though? <laughs> I don't see that like, happening, but it could. Right. I mean, I think they'd be mad, and I mean, they all have big fan bases, so it's not going to be too much, you know, too bad. But I think they definitely want LSU, Ohio State in the championship. So, well, you know, that's what I, I know. want. <laughs> yeah, I know that you, that's what you want. I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to be cheering for Ohio State, but I'm, I'm pulling Big Ten. Big Ten needs a good and bowl season. Healthy recruiting. Started off good right. last night. Yeah, I was serious. I was serious against uh, USC, and Michigan State actually showed up against who they played Wake Forest. Wake so. Forest, and I'll tell you what, I was shocked about that one because I expected Michigan State not to show up and lay down and die, and uh, they showed up and played some football. I was impressed. Right, right. Now they did, and you know I'm glad, and they actually showed a little bit of offense, which they hadn't really shown all year. And um, you know it'd be interesting. You know, I don't know. You think D'Antonio has like a, a lifetime contract there at Michigan State? You think that at some point they'll pull the plug if he's not winning championships? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, they just were in the college football playoff, what, three years ago? Uh, yeah. You know, that everybody goes through down years. Some administrations are more tolerant of it than others. Obviously, it's right. Ohio State. There's no tolerance for a down year. But I right, do think right. at Michigan State, you know, he survived all that scandal and everything that's going on up there. I think he's going to uh, – I think he'll definitely be back. I mean, here Michigan State, who's out there that would be better to get than him? Right. And so you, th- you think um, – you, know, you have him. You think like Harwell should still be in Michigan? Or would you say he should be out? Well, I think he should be there. I, they, you know, they potentially could win 10 games. Now, I think beating Alabama would go a long way for him. I don't know if that's going to happen. 
but I think they do have a solid shot in that game. Um, but who are you going to get better? I mean, who who are you going to go get to coach Michigan that could do better? I mean, look how bad it was before he got there. Uh, right. There's no way I'm getting rid of Harbaugh. I don't know. What do you think as a fan? No, I don't think so. I'll give him a few more years, to be honest with you. Like I said, there's there's not another hotshot coach that's out there that's like, man, I want him on my team. I want him leading my team and everything. And he's winning. He has nine wins a season. Could be ten win season, which for most programs, you know, that could be that's solid as far as everything. He's, he hasn't been winning bowl games. He hasn't beat Ohio State, which is what Michigan fans want. They want to be that elite status. They want that elite level and for that, there's not there. But Ohio State's beating everybody. That's the thing. So it's yeah. tough. Oh, beating everybody and they're, put, and they're putting dudes in the league, and they can reload faster. Like Michigan had a great defense last year, but a lot of those dudes are in NFL right now, and you know they just they're reloading slower than what Ohio State does. So and we'll see how it goes. But I'm definitely behind them. I'm on board. I see everybody on like social media saying fire them, bring someone else in, and. I feel like half those who don't have never played football in their life and don't know anything about it. But well, who you gonna me. get? I mean, you're not gonna get Urban Meyer. I mean, that's got to be right. the only name out there that I would think you would want over Harbaugh. Right. I mean, I would have before we went to Minnesota. I would have wanted someone like PJ Fleck, maybe. You know what I mean? Someone of that of that caliber. But I mean, he's he's entrenched in Minnesota. And he's rolling the butt up there, so. Well, he's been winning, but just like Harbaugh did. I mean, Harbaugh won everywhere he was at. I mean, Harbaugh won in the NFL. He almost won the Super Bowl. So, uh, I right. think I think he's just caught Ohio State at a bad time. I mean, they're that good. I mean, it's their time right now. Uh, right. You know, this team they got on the field right now, I mean, all the NFL scouts that you hear about say that every room with the position by position is like being in an NFL room. I mean, that's hard to – compete against right now i do wonder how recruiting is going to go under ryan day versus urban meyer the one thing urban meyer could do was recruit like a crazy dude he did it at florida he did it at ohio state well he wanted that's going to be <laughs> so. yeah, yeah he won utah which is crazy and bowling green so i just wonder if it's going to be like if it's going to trend down a little bit and michigan can come in and sue up some of those players but I mean, Ohio State is the number three ranked recruiting, you know, recruiting team in the country right now, though. So, yeah, you know, maybe it, it's not that much it's of a drop off. Brand, the brand is hot right now, you know. So, right. well, that's all these kids know. That growing up, like they don't remember Michigan when they were good. That was back in two thousand, two thousand three, when they were really good. You know. Yeah. You've heard of Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. They've been dominating the last fifteen years. You know, so that's what they grew up on. Yeah, and kids uh, are attracted to a winner. I mean, think about when you were growing up. You're you like the winning teams. I mean, that's yeah. that's what it is. So, yeah. uh, Ohio State's in the situation right now where they've been dominating. Uh, players come up there, get to play in front of over a hundred thousand people. Uh, man, it's there's not a lot not to like about going there. Now, Michigan obviously has the big stadium and all that stuff too. But right, I, I I still think Harbaugh can get it turned around. I think he can too. It's just gonna take a little bit. People just have to be patient, and I'm all for that. I don't think the big change is gonna do anything. It's just gonna set him back for a little bit before the other guy can get his players in there. So 
I think no, it wouldn't be so bad if he wasn't losing to Michigan State and Notre Dame, too. If he was winning those games, which he did beat Michigan State this year, but uh, he's got to definitely win those games, and that's that's been a sore point. Yeah, and I think Michigan, right, since that Penn State game going forward, they definitely looked a lot better this season. Like, if they would have been like that earlier in the season, there would have been at least a lot better game against Wisconsin than what it was. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, he has to find out why his teams are starting slow. I mean, they could have lost to Army early in the year. So, right, right. No, I'm with you. So, hopefully, next year, because this year, I don't know how it's even look out, how everything's going to look in the bowl game. I don't know if Alabama's even going to play all of its players in the bowl game because um, so, there's so many NFL prospects on their team. They might just be like, no, we're going to sit out you know, at this point. You know, I did see I, I'm not, it was reported that most of their players that are going to the NFL are sitting out except maybe two of the receivers. So I don't think they're going to have a full roster. They're going to have a lot of people hurt. I think there's a lot of pressure on Harbaugh to win this game because of that situation. Right. Because he, well, he has a lot of young players that are out there playing too. So, you know, yeah, I think it would, it would benefit him for sure to go ahead and win this game because Alabama is not the best Alabama – their best Alabama selves. So – no, no, yeah, it would be motivated. You know, last time they didn't get in the playoff, they got beat. Uh, I forget what bowl game that was, but we'll see if Alabama's motivated to be there. Right. No, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you. So, we won't talk about we won't talk too much about college football playoff on that stuff. We'll leave that to next week. Hopefully, you're on next week. We have you on. We can kind of discuss the national championship and see if our predictions were correct. But one thing we are going to do today. It's a little bit different than what we've done before. I know Dane and, and DJ, who was on last week, and one of the other friends, Lee, were talking about a sports movie bracket. So uh, we came up with a list of 16 movies. I don't know if we are all in complete agreement, agreement on, these, um, on these movies or not. I know some people probably felt some other movies could have got in. But we had to narrow it down. That's the best we got. And I think we have a, a listing of multiple sports. I guess soccer is not really represented, but you know, it's all right. I haven't seen too many good soccer movies. I like Green Street Hooligans, but it's not really about soccer. It's about the, the goonery. So that's all right. Yeah, this list was harder to come up with than we originally thought. We originally were doing best sports movies ever, remember? And then we decided, well, there's too many of them. We're going to do movies past 1990. Best sports movies yeah. past 1990. Like not even the present. Even then, we probably still left some off the list. Oh yeah, like no, we don't have Major League on the list. That's from nineteen eighty though, eighty eight or eighty nine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, good call. Good call. So, all right, let's get into it. The one seed is any given Sunday, and the number sixteen seed is Bring It On. So. I don't know you. You kind of brought it. Bring it on. You brought it into the list. I didn't have it originally there, but well, you know what? I did watch it. It was on TV randomly. I honestly would probably watch it again. Um, I don't know. I, did, I was surprised by it. But what are your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, it's a funny movie. I'm not gonna lie. I see it when it first came out. It is pretty funny, especially if you play ball and you know been around the cheerleaders and stuff like we have. Uh, it's it's a funny movie. So. You know, but when I look at this bracket, you see Kirsten Dunst against Al Pacino. Yeah, that's not really that tough a call if you think about it. No, I agree. I mean, any given Sunday, Al Pacino, his pregame speech. You got Jamie Foxx with Willie Beeman. 
and you leave all the stuff that actually probably happens, you know, with NFL players uh, in, you know, in game, out of game, the injuries, the parties, I'm sorry, the parties, the spending of money, you know, the women, all that. They all have issues. They all have problems. They all go through stuff. I think it'll shed light to it. Me personally, I'm pushing any given Sunday through. But, you know, I want to see your thoughts on it just in case I was doing something wrong or didn't get something right. Well, like we said, this is going to get harder as we go. But, I mean, it was a great cast. Cameron Diaz is the owner. Uh, you know, you had Lawrence Taylor in there, the legendary Jim Brown in there. Uh, Dennis Quaid is the quarterback. The movie just got you ready to play some football. I like it. So, yep, I'm with you. I'm moving it through. All right. Moving it in again Sunday through. All right. Up next, we have Ali, which featured Will Smith. And I'm trying to think who else is even in the movie. Because I've seen it, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. But it's kind of just shows, give a little, little bit of his background. Um, and was it was it the Thriller in Manila? Is that, is that, was it that one or was it the Rumble in the Jungle? Oh, I haven't seen it for so long, too. I think it was the Thrill in Manila, wasn't it? But it's been a long time since I've seen it also. Yeah. It, actually, it, it might have been the Rumble, in, the Rumble in the Jungle because they were they were in Africa. Yeah. Whatever, and it was, he was fighting George Foreman. Whatever. That's when he was doing, like, the rope-a-dope and everything. So, I don't know. It was kind of impressive. You know, Will Smith put on weight. You know, the, he had to look like, like Muhammad Ali and – you had the, the feel and the sound of him and everything. So, you know, once again, it kind of it was kind of autobiographical as far as everything leading up to those events, everything that was going on in the background. I thought it kept you interested the whole movie, and I definitely, you know, definitely liked it for sure. You know, I, I haven't seen it in a few years, but it's something that definitely popped in my head, and I thought it, it definitely deserves this number three ranking overall. And um, you know, it's going against White Man Can't Jump. You know, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I growing up thought it was funny, thought it was you know, thought it was hilarious, you know, and lots of stereotypes in there that, that shouldn't be shouldn't necessarily be true as far as that, because you know, Billy Hoyle, he could ball. <laughs> that, that was just what's up. He he could ball. And obviously, you know, at the end it showed he wasn't just a shooter. You know, it probably took some practice, but he wasn't just a shooter. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean like, this is like, a tough one. That's probably like when you get out there and go on the basketball court, isn't it? That's right. Everybody looks like you don't think anything of it. All of a sudden you go in there and you shove a two-fisted, two-fisted dunk in their face and everybody's like, oh, okay. This dude's got game. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. Yeah, I so, think – I mean, Ali is a great movie. Probably Will Smith's best performance. He's done a lot of good movies, but that was a powerful performance about one of the iconic sports figures of the generation of all time. Right. Um, and not everybody could not everybody could have pulled that off either, you know. No, he 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 did it right. Yeah, he did it right, and uh, you know, it's just a great story about you know his life and all that stuff and the big fight. So I mean, that's it's just a powerful movie. White men can't jump is hilarious. I'm not gonna lie, it's a good right. movie. It's got Rosie Perez in it. You gotta get points for that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's that's just right. a good movie. It's funny. It's actually got a good storyline. Uh, it's a tough decision, but I think I think I got to push Ali through uh, just because of the powerful powerfulness of the movie. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. I, I agree as far as that. Um, I do love the movie. I do love White Man Can't Jump. Love the movie. It's funny. I, mean, I can watch it. I can go watch it then. I can watch it now. I'm still laughing. You know, it's good. Wesley Snipes cracked me up. A whole movie. Woody Harrelson did too. And um, no, I just think it was solid. You know, one of those movies from our youth that we don't we don't forget about. Obviously, so no, I'm I'm with you though. I'm pushing Ali through. Like I say, it's powerful. Great acting. Will Smith did a great job, and I thought it kind of showed the the real background of the story that took place leading up to the fight. So I'm good on that. the The next part of our bracket is the five seed, the Sandlot versus the twelve seed, Happy Gilmore. So I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time with it. You know, those those five twelve seeds are some can be tough. You know, obviously, we, we grew up watching the Sandlot and Benny and the Jet Rodriguez and the new kid in town that was really, I mean, if you look at the, if you look back at the movie, he was pretty much garbage at baseball, you know? Yeah. <laughs> One yeah. year, wore that huge, huge build fishing hat or the hat that had the fish on it. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, for whatever reason, like, Dennis Leary was, like, a stepdad and – you know, he's trying to teach him how to, th- how to throw a baseball and play baseball, and kids wasn't getting it at first. And then, you know, meets these kids in the neighborhood, and they all got in there playing baseball, and they lost the baseball to the Beast. So he goes and gets a baseball that's signed by Babe Ruth. Now, I don't know. To me, it's kind of hard to not know who Babe Ruth is, but he obviously did not, which is pure craziness to me if you're playing baseball. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's it, what it is. It's a, it's a really good feel-good movie with a good story. I mean, throw James Earl Jones in there at the end. Uh, right. The chase with the beats, you know, the beast. Uh, you know, it's it's funny movie. It's a good movie. It's a good feel-good movie. Uh, you know, it's it's just a, a good one to have on the list. Always on TV. <laughs> I think it's on some channel every day of the week all year long. Right. That's probably true. That's probably true. But the question is, is it better than Happy Gilmore? Well, it's like the last situation. Happy Gilmore is funny. And I'm not <laughs> a big Gilmore fan, but that movie's funny. And Bob Barker drops him on the golf course. That's good stuff. Yeah, Bob Barker hit him with that toothpiece, dude. Hit that toothpiece that's right. Set him down. <laughs> yeah. So do you get two sports with this movie? Do you get hockey and golf? Is that kind of how we're going to rope this one in? But uh, – yeah, the hockey yeah. player playing golf. Well, he's a hockey player that couldn't skate. <laughs> but was the first person to take off a skate and try to stab somebody with it. That's true. He did bring a little bit of that violence to 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 the sport. So, And then you got Carl Weathers in there, the handless Carl Weathers, and everybody remembers him from Predator, bad man <laughs> out there, the alien. And then all of a sudden he's in this movie, just caught everybody off guard. Hilarious. That's true. true. I don't know though, man. I mean, I'm not. I'm not scared to play Happy Gilmore through. Like I said, it is funny, and Adam Sandler. Like I'm cool. I'm definitely cool with him. I like him better than Will Ferrell. Than anybody that knows me and knows about me and my my comedic ideas. I like him better than Will Ferrell. Um, I thought this was a good movie. I'm willing to push Happy Gilmore through. As far as everything, well, you say Sandlot is a good feel-good movie. You know, they're the kids out there playing baseball, which you never see like that anymore. You never see kids going out there and just playing baseball on the field together, like it was when we were growing up. So, 
Yeah, if we're talking about kids' movies, the Sandlot's definitely going through, but p- appeal to everyone. I'm with you yeah. on Happy Gilmore. Let's take it through. All right, upset. Happy Gilmore moving through to the to the lead eight, and I'm writing this down. So give me a second. I'm slow. All right, now we have we're moving down to the the ten seven seed. I'm sorry, the seven ten game. So the seven seed is remember the Titans. The 10 seed is Friday Night Lights. So, obviously, you have Remember the Titans. You have Denzel Washington as head coach. Um, I forget the other coach's name from the other school, but basically segregated schools coming together. They're told that they're going to join as one. Uh, basically, a white school and a black school, they come together, and they have to ultimately join as a team and work out everything throughout the season. Within them, within their own program, and then also with the outside pressures of of the world that they're dealing with. So, I thought it was interesting. I thought it had different angles. I know probably football wise, it could have done a few things a little differently as far as everything. But it, this is also based on a true story. Um, I don't know. As, as far as that, I did like the movie, and I, you know, it was just interesting what they would have had to actually go through during that time frame. So. And then Friday Night Lights is basically just, you know, based on the Permian, uh, I guess the book about the Permian, um, what was it, Permian High School? Panthers, I believe. The Panthers, yeah. So, you know, they're talking about Go Mojo and everything, and the town shuts down for whenever they're playing. They have state championships. Everybody expects them to win state championships. Um, I don't know. It has you, you got another good actor in that, too. You got Billy Bob Thornton playing the head coach. Right. You got Billy Bob Thornton in there. You know, I think it was Garrett Hedlund. He actually is a pretty good actor down, you know, in time. But this is like early in his career as far as that. Um, I don't know. I mean, personally, I've always liked the movie Friday Night Lights. Um, I don't know why. It just seemed like when it, when you think about Texas high school football, that was the epitome of what it was in every, in every facet where basically football is life. And you're out there in the middle of nowhere, West Texas, was actually one of my old bosses from my previous job. He's from Permian, but he went to the other high school that's in town. But, you know, he played football in college. West Texas, all there is out there is basically dirt and oil fields. That's it in football. (laughs) It's true. I mean, it's from one of the best sports books ever written. And remember, the Titans is from one of the best probably sports stories. Uh, So it's really tough. Denzel Washington was fantastic in that part of the movie. I think it really motivates you to play some ball. Uh, Friday Night Lights, obviously very powerful movie. I don't know. What are you thinking on this one? I mean, if it's based on the football alone, I'd say Friday Night Lights. If it's based on the story, I'd probably say Remember the Titans. I agree. And I would say, since this is a best movie, best story, this is a tough one for me, but I'm kind of leaning towards Remember the Titans a little bit. Yeah, I am too. We won't tell Lee this, because Lee will completely disagree with us right now. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Not a fan. No, no, he wasn't. We had to talk him into letting us put this on the list. So, all right, the next one's going to be tough too, because they're both great stories and both true stories. The eight nine seed. So the eight seed is We Are Marshall, and the nine seed is the Express. So obviously, you know, We Are Marshall is based on the Marshall football team. I think was it from was it from nineteen seventy 
1977 or something like that, where they played a football game and they're coming home and uh, the plane crashed and everybody on the plane on the plane died. I think so. Yes. It was like all the players, the coaches, um, the cheerleaders, the equipment staff, like everybody passed away on this flight coming home on the on the plane crash. But one of the assistant coaches, for whatever reason, was going to drive back instead of fly back with the team. So after that, I was the tragedy took place, and they had to rebuild their whole program, you know, starting that next season. And um, that's kind of it. Kind of just goes through the journey that they took with that and bouncing back from that and everything. So, you know, that I don't know that whole scenario is just kind of crazy as far as doing that. But it was a good movie. Like I I remember, I hadn't watched it in forever, and I've only seen it one time. I remember I thought I was thinking it was a good movie, and it's just. It's terrible when something like this happens. As far as that, you think back to, you know, everybody's lost. Like your whole coach staff, your whole team. So like you might have guys that were freshmen on the team that weren't playing and weren't traveling or whatever, you know, and like a bunch of their friends are gone, you know. Coaches are gone. Like how do you how do you bounce back from that? You know. So I but I thought they, they made it well and they, they showed the emotion of the movie really well throughout as well as far as doing that. Well, they did a really good job. Matthew McConaughey did a great job portraying that coach. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the way the movie ended when they uh, defeated Xavier when they used to play football yep. uh, in that game. Uh, just a very powerful movie. Both these movies are very sad stories. It's a tough call. You know, you talk about the Express, uh, Ernie Davis, running back from Pennsylvania that played for Syracuse University, first player to win the Heisman. Talks about all the struggles he dealt with there. One of the funny parts in the movies when Dennis Quay was like, as the coach of Syracuse, when he's like, he goes, everybody wants me to be like Jim Brown or something like this. And he's like, I sure hope you're not <laughs> like Jim Brown. So, it was a good part in the movie. You know, Jim Brown, the legend. Uh, didn't win the Heisman, but Ernie Davis, first African-American to win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, very right. good story. He goes on to play for the, you know, drafted by the Browns, and unfortunately at age 23, dies of leukemia. Right. So, like I said, both movies, very sad, sad stories, tough to call. Um, what do you think about The Express? I don't know, like – I definitely – I like the movie. I enjoy the movie. I enjoy the storyline. Ernie Davis, if you watch the movie, if you watch Coach Sutton, he was a dominating back. He definitely deserved that Heisman Trophy that he won. And, honestly, if he would have been able to play in the NFL and, you know, unfortunately, you know, he passed away from leukemia. But if he would have played, he would have been one of the best running backs ever, you know, flat out. You know, it's just crazy. He got drafted to the Browns. To the Browns at Jim Brown and this guy. Well, that's <laughs> you know, and back Ernie Davis. what they were doing. This is a long right. time ago. <laughs> True. True. Uh, one of the scenes that's powerful in that movie, do you remember the scene when uh, they had to play at West Virginia? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then he was getting whatever shouted at him and throwing at him and everything just because of, you know, who he was and the color of his skin. So, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. that's that's how the times were back then. Yes, it was. Uh. Tough one for me to call. I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Honestly, like I'll go with the Express. You know, overall, I mean, both are great movies. Both are, you know, unfortunately, you know, tragic stories and everything. And I don't know. 
I'm with you. Let's do the express. Yeah, let's say I, I don't really have like I don't really have like a solid reasoning, but I I'm picking the express over We Are Marshall because of this because they're both good movies. They're both based on true stories. They both show the emotion of what the people were going through, you know, at the time. You know, with the the whole program at Marshall, you know, how everybody was affected, and then what Ernie Davis was going through, kind of personally, you know, things he was going through that the rest of his teammates necessarily didn't have to go through. And then, you know, obviously he was still reaching his goals and made impact on, on the team. And then, you know, gets to the pinnacle of what he wanted to do and, you know, ends up with, with cancer. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going with the Express. I'm pushing them through. Um, but both are both are great movies and both honestly probably deserve to go to the next round. It's just how, unfortunately, the seating went for this. So, and by the way, I don't, we never discussed the criteria. It's just basically on what we like. So if if anybody that's listening has an issue with our list or they want to say otherwise, go to the Anchor app for my for the podcast, Always Relevant, and send a link or uh, click on the link and you can send a message and we can go out there and listen to the message. I'll probably go ahead and play it, play it back here in the next episode and we'll discuss it. So um, moving on, next one in the bracket. Um, the six seed Creed uh, with Michael B. Jordan as Apollo Creed's son and Above the Rim with Tupac Shakur and I believe Dwayne Martin and I don't know, it was just one of those, you know, you can go first as long as I know you brought Above the Rim to the table as far as that. I do remember watching it back in the day and, you know, it's, it's, you know street ball at its finest. <laughs> I love Above the Rim just because of how ridiculous it is. I mean, it's just a fun movie to watch. They got Tupac dressed up like, I don't know, Flavor Flav. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All kinds of stuff going on. They got guys falling out of a window because there's a window right next to a basketball hoop to start the game on a four-story four or something. I mean, you got to watch this movie and just realize how ridiculous the whole thing is, but how good it is at the same time. It's right. about Wayne Martin trying to avoid – the life of a gangbanger to get to his desired place of Georgetown. But there's actually right. great basketball scenes in this. We want to watch a lot of dunking and fancy moves and trash talk. It's just a fun movie to watch. Right, right. And Creed, obviously, you know, if anybody's watched all of the Rockies, they've seen they've seen the Rockies, they've seen they know who Apollo Creed is, you know, ultimately. Paul Creed had a son, and I don't know. I can't remember if it was one of those things where he died before he got to know the son, or they didn't talk about the son because it wasn't with his wife. I can't remember what it was actually. Well, he you died know? in 1985, I believe it was, when he fought Ivan Drago. So he probably didn't know his son. So I'm going to say he had that son with another woman. Yeah, and she found out about it and took him in or something like that because I remember right. well, yeah. his wife. His wife found out. Like, yeah, his wife found out about it and took him in. As far as that, yeah. so surprisingly, really good movie. I didn't know what to think of this when it came out, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the second one where they bring Dolph Lundgren back and he fights his son. But yeah, the see, first- I haven't, I haven't watched that one yet. That's a good movie. A uh, good training scene down in Mexico. Well, they show him how to really fight. So, oh, really? yeah, and then, you know, Dolph Lundgren's son's out there in the Ukraine boxing and these 
scary gyms in like two degree weather. It's it's hardcore. Right. But pretty, right. pretty great movie. You know, Sylvester Stallone's back in there as Rocky. Best part he plays. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's good. He's go- and he's going through his issues. He's going through having cancer. Yeah, not not one to tell Michael B. Jordan that he does. So, but Michael B. Michael B. Jordan shows that you know, yeah, you know, we're family and we'll work through it together. And stands by his side. So I thought it was an interesting part of the movie. And it's just interesting that it seemed like the the town of Philadelphia was trying to to stand up for him in the movie. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's wanted, a good kinda, movie. Yeah, it, it's it's a good movie. It's kind of feel good movie, but you know, it has a little bit more to it than that. So. I don't know. I, as far as putting one through, I mean, everybody's, I mean, I'd suggest everybody watch Above the Rim, first of all, because it is great. It is a good movie. I enjoyed it back in the day, for sure. I don't know. I might put through, I might put push Creed through, though. Yeah, or, we're going to push Creed through. I'm with you on that. Uh, if you haven't heard that Above the Rim soundtrack, you want some old school 90s rap, that's one I suggest you uh, pull out yes. of. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree with you on that for sure. So, you know yep. what? I'm going. Th- I'm going through this list, and I think we made a huge mistake because I just now realizing it, it just popped in my head. A movie that we completely forgot to put on this list. I'm surprised we did. And Which that one's that? He got game. Jesus Shuttlesworth. I thought about that. That is a good movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't put that on the list, but that is a good movie. Uh, I don't know. You, I don't. I don't know what's left. You could probably throw that on in place of ugh. the replacements. Vince, the replacements is a great. The the replacements is one of those movies. It's always on TV. If it's on, you can start watching it in the middle of it because you know what's going on. It's right. just a fun movie to watch. But since we're talking about best movies, uh you know, as re- as entertaining as the replacements is, uh, I would be fine with he got game put getting put in for that. All right, so when we get to it, we're not to it yet, but ultimately he got games me re- replacing the replacements as a 15 seed against Miracle. We'll get to that in a second, though. The next bracket we're going to is the program and Days of Thunder. I hate this so, matchup because those are two strong movies, real good ones from the nineties. Th- those are strong movies. So I don't know. I, I mean, I've always liked the program. Um, it kind of shows a little bit of everything in that too. It probably takes them to the extreme a little bit, <laughs> but it does. It, it, it does show you know a little bit here and there about what goes on and. And especially in the early '90s, big time college football, what they are what they are willing to do to win games, which is everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. And I'll tell you what, I'm not even going to mess around on this one. The program, I got to push that through. But I will say it's about Days of Thunder. It's about the only movie that can make me actually get interested in car racing. Like, it's a yeah. good movie. You know, you got Tom Cruise in there is playing some of his parts where he got strange. Uh, just a really good movie. Uh, it, I was actually ahead. listening. I was actually listening to the Dale Junior podcast, and he was saying that this is it, the Days of Thunder is literally about the closest movie you can get to like what actually happens in NASCAR, and it's it's it seems I think it's based on like Rick Hendrick's teams from back then. 
Uh, I forget what driver they say it was actually based off of, but you know, Rick Hendrick, he's owner of Hendrick Motorsports. So he's like the owner for Jimmy Johnson's car and Chase Elliott. And I, this shows that I'm in, I like NASCAR. If I didn't know, I like NASCAR. But he's bought all, all the equipment for it and everything like that. So and the, the guys are actually out there racing. The actors are out there racing and everything, and they actually got pretty decent at it. But, yeah, it's the closest thing that you're going to actually see the actual NASCAR racing. You know, so it was legit. You know, I liked it. Um, I'm not going to push it past the program, <laughs> like you said, but if it was seated kind of differently, you probably could have pushed through, pushed past some of these other, other, uh, movies that we have out there. Yeah. It's so, a really good movie, but it can't, can't top the program. Can't top the program. I agree. hundred percent. And now the last matchup of the first round, uh, the number two seed miracle against the number 15 seed newly introduced. He got game. So Miracle is based on one of the biggest upsets in sports history where a bunch of college kids from the United States beat the Russian Red Army hockey team who hadn't lost a game in like four years or something like that and didn't lose a game after that for like another four years. But they were definitely the underdogs and they actually played them earlier in that in that season before the Olympics and lost to them like 12 to 2 or something stupid. So, you know, they definitely beat the odds and winning a game. It kind of shows just kind of the background of Herb Brooks, the head coach, who's played by uh, Kurt Russell. I thought did a did a good job. And it's kind of crazy when you're watching the players or, that were actors in the movie and then you kind of see them next to the actual players and how they were playing, how they were skating. They really did look the part and everything like that of, of, of um, being the players on the team. So. I thought it was a good movie. Um, that was an interesting movie, but it kept you engaged the whole time. And obviously, it's, it's one of the biggest um, upsets in sports history. So that's why I got such a high seed. And it's solid, but I've always been a fan if he got game. <laughs> I don't yeah, know he got game's a good one. Public Enemy did that soundtrack back in the day. What year was this movie? Like 98 or something? Ray Allen? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, it was around 98. Ray Allen. Uh, Spike Lee movie, Denzel Washington, Rosario Dawson, you know, had a lot of those, had a lot of players in there. Remember John Wallace in that movie? Um, who else is in there? There's no, uh, Walter McCarty. He was in it too. There, there was teammates at Lincoln High School, which is a famous high school. I won't say famous high school, but there's some NBA talent that came from there. Him, uh, Stephon Marbury, Lance Stevenson, they all came from Lincoln High School. So they're in, um, and it was at Coney Island. So, yeah. So basically, Denzel Washington gets released from prison just to try to convince his son to go to the school, the warden, I believe's alma mater. Yeah, he wanted to go to Big State. Big State. That's right. Big State. That's a creative, creative <laughs> school name right there by Spike Lee. You know what, Spike Lee? All the movies you did, the best you could come up with is Big State. We big should State. Put on the list. <laughs> of a school being called Big State. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was Big State, and the rival school was Tech U. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, Tech U. Yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah. You want the warden one to go to Tech U, but... That, okay. But Big State was like the one big that State. Rick Fox... Yeah. So, it's interesting because Denzel Washington was in jail for basically murdering Jesus Shuttlesworth, his wife, or his mom or whatever, so Jesus, 
Ray Allen had to raise his little sister by themselves. Um, obviously, they're getting help here and there. But you see, once he's, you know, he's already a national, he's the national number one player. He's getting people pulling him in all directions. He's super famous as far as everything. People trying to give him money. You know, people try to influence his decision. Even down to his, his girlfriend who brought in basically a runner or an agent to try to, to convince him to go to a different school. Everybody's against it. He basically trusts nobody except his sister. That's really about it. That's what I gathered from the whole movie. <laughs> and, and then Denzel we, goes back to prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's probably what it's really like for those guys that are like the number one players like that. They probably get pressure from all over the place because they're in a, a bad, you know, they could potentially be in a bad living situation trying to get everybody out and they'll be the number one pick. And I don't know. I don't know. I me personally, I'm pushing he got game through. I like Miracle. I could watch it all day. It's a great storyline. But it was just me, you know, when, if I had to sit down and watch a movie, I would rather sit down and watch Jesus Shuttlesworth and he got a game. <laughs> I, I would, too. I agree with you. Miracle is one of them feel-good stories. It's one of the ultimate uh, upsets of all time. One of the greatest moments in U.S. Olympic sports, right up there with, you know, maybe Jesse Owens winning all them races against uh, Nazi Germany. Uh, right. That's the kind of level it's at. Uh, but in terms of we're talking movies here, good movies. So I'm with you. I'm pushing he got game through myself. Okay. All right. Well, we're now down to Elite up. Eight. You say what? Big upset there. Huge upset. Huge upset. The the ride-in 15 seed comes in and takes out Miracle. Miracle will try sitting pretty until we switched up the seed on him. And, um, you know, that's just rough. That's how it goes. <laughs> that's right. Next, next round, looking up there, um, any given Sunday versus Ali. Oh, man, it's tough. I mean, we're both football players, so we're a little partial to football. Any given Sunday does a great job of portraying pro football. Uh, right. Ali, obviously a powerful story, more of a biography. But to go back to what you said about the last round, if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie over and over, it's any given Sunday for me. Yeah, me too. Me too. As much as Ali was a great movie and, like I said, gives, you know, basically a great biopic of that time frame for, for Ali, um, I'm going any given Sunday as well. Guess what? With everything that went through it, you know, Jamie Foxx, LL Cool J, Bill Bellamy, you know, even Latimer's in that movie. Remember that? Latimer from the program. Oh, yeah. Given Sunday. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. He's an older lineman at this point. <laughs> so, all right. Next next bracket. I'm going to push it through. Um, Happy Gilmore versus Remember the Titans. Woof. I don't know. Happy Gilmore is pretty funny. I mean, he's both a little person to golf ourselves, even though uh, I can't <laughs> say golfer by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Uh, no, I know my, my, my brothers-in-laws, both of them are way better golfers than I am. And I know your brother's better golfer than both of us, too. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a for sure thing. And I think I sympathize with Happy Gilmore a little bit with that putting. So I have some, I have some relation here to this movie and what I would love to do out on the golf course with my clubs and may have done in the past. 
Right. Um, well, I mean, he had to find his happy place. You know, me personally, I just take a TC timeout and just walk away. That's right. <laughs> TC timeout. I uh, I try to do everything I can from launching a club or, uh, you know, I, I just uh, – this is a tough one. Like I said, I like uh, – well, I don't know. What are you thinking here? Friday Night Lights is a tough, strong movie. Remember the Titans. Let's remember the Titans. I remember the Titans, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, I think I'm going to go with Remember the Titans. That, that, that's, I think, going to be my pick. You know, Happy Gilmore is funny and everything. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you on Remember the Titans. Denzel Washington in that movie is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, just motivating. It's a good story. I'm with you on that. All right. Next is the Express and Creed. Well, you got a true story versus a fiction. Uh, right. I mean, I'll probably go with, movies. I'll probably go Express. But Creed was definitely it was underrated. I didn't expect it to be as good as what it was. I haven't seen the second one yet, but I'm definitely willing to watch it. As far as that, so. Yeah, I'm with you on the Express. Great movie. Uh, Creed's excellent movie. Caught me off guard. I didn't think it'd be as good as it was. Second one's really good, too. But uh, Express, powerful story. Well done movie. I'm with you on that. All right. That last day of Elite Eight, it is the program versus He Got Game. This is an easy one for me. I like both movies, but the program is uh, just fantastic movie. It's one you can sit and watch over and over and over. Um, you going you going Joe Kane and Darnell Jefferson over Jesus Jesus Shuttlesworth? I, I think I am. <laughs> Kane is able. Kane, Kane is able. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm with you. Uh, then he's he's kind of the bad the bad guy from the wrong side of the tracks, but he gets dubs. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. When he's not getting suspended, well, he likes getting he likes getting in the bar fights every once in a while. It happens. Yes, he anyway, does. Well, he got suspended, and he went to rehab, and he came back and led him to um, led him to the, I think the championship. So, yep, yep. Uh, they didn't make. They didn't win the championship. What they do? Win a win a bowl game no, or they, something? They won a bowl game. That's what it was. They won a bowl game. Something like that. And he didn't win the Heisman. Right. He did not win the Heisman because because his off the field issues. Yep. All right, final four, any given Sunday versus Remember the Titans and the Express versus the program. All football movies. Might have a lot of little upset with that. We're kind of here. Well, yeah. It's just how it worked (laughs) out. It's how it worked out. And I I tried to seed it properly to where they weren't like, uh, you know, all all on each other and everything and trying to show bias with the seedings. Now, it probably doesn't help that we do it. Well, I guess when he got game late, they, they replaced the replacements. So we got rid of a full movie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's but, tough. I mean, there's a basketball movie I forgot about that could have been on this list Blue Trips, but no, I, still- I follow I threw that in there in the beginning because, you know, going Nick Nolte and Shaq and Penny Hardaway and that big country dude. I don't even know his name from Iowa or whatever. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that was a good movie. That one shows you the dark side of recruiting in basketball. Right. Uh, 
Well, like I said, here we're in the final four. It's all four football movies. Uh, well, let's get to it. What you got for this first yeah. game? I mean, to any given Sunday, remember Titans. Me personally, if I'm gonna want to watch a movie, I would rather go watch any given Sunday. That's just me. I'm I'm with you on that. Both excellent movies. Both uh, obviously kind of a different audience, even. Uh, but definitely any given Sunday, great movie. Yeah. So, was and in between the Express and the program, was the Express was that a Disney movie too? I can't remember if it was, but it definitely was something like that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of Disney movies on this list, though. The different feel good movies. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. If I'm going between if, if I'm going between the Express and the program, me personally, I'm going with the program. I'm with you on the program. But this All sets right. up a serious final here. It comes down to movies showing on-field action and the dark side of either college football or pro football. Very right. tough. Right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because the program's one of my favorite movies. The program's like an iconic movie because it's older. It's been around, you know, about five, six years longer than the, any given Sunday. Right. Uh, any given Sunday is so good, though. Like, I mean, that movie – uh, this is hey. a really tough one. Al Pacino's speech. Okay, his pregame speech. Right. I don't think a, I don't think an actual coach is given a pregame speech better than that speech in the movie. We claw <laughs> that inch. We claw for that inch. Fired up. I think just thinking about that speech gets me fired up. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know. It's a. I, I guess I'm about to go with any given Sunday. It's toss up with me and you know because I, I love the program, but I think I think I'm gonna feel like any given Sunday, and even the coaches have issues in any given Sunday. Like Al Pacino struggles through that movie. He does. It shows, it shows an injury that uh, that Dennis Quay had to go through and what he's willing to put his body through to get back on the field. So true of athletes, they put their body through body through hell just to get out there and play. So. But he gets the last laugh by signing Willie Beeman to the Albuquerque Aztecs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, the one thing that I thought was random in that movie that I don't think anybody talks about is the fact that someone had their eyeball ripped out in the movie. Like, <laughs> it could have single-handedly ruined the movie. It was stupid. Right. It's like, why are you, why are you doing that? I had everything you had in that movie, you could have left everything else in there. But why do you have a random eyeball? I've never seen anybody get an eyeball ripped out of their face while playing football. I'm not saying it's not possible, but there's a lot of things that have to happen that have to take place that normally don't happen on a football field. So Yeah, I don't even know how that would happen. And it was either. laying on the turf like in a perfect circle. Like it looked like one of them things that comes out of a quarter machine, like a bouncy ball, <laughs> laying perfect right on the turf. Right. It wasn't smashed up or anything like that. It's just, yeah. And dude's just like, oh, that's my eyeball. And then all right, well, we got him off the field. All right, we're going to resume play, which probably really happened. Someone did lose their eyeball. They would take it off the field, and then within two minutes, they would resume the game. That's just how it goes. But Yeah. But, no, yeah, I, I, part- honestly, I think I'm going any given Sunday for my winner. You know, the one seed couldn't get dethroned. And maybe, maybe we are biased. Maybe we need to bring someone in the podcast next time to, that's, not a, that's not football or, you know, ex-football players. Or whatever, maybe they'll have a different a different take on it. You know, we didn't have a lot of baseball movies in here. We had the Sandlot, 
but I don't know if there are really a lot of good baseball movies. Like the the rookie that where Dennis Quaid's the head coach and he bet it seemed they won the, the championship that he would try out for the professional for the major leagues. You know, that was yeah, a good movie. That one's good. <laughs> but like, the, I'm game with Kevin Costner is a pretty good movie. More of a love story, but the end game action and that's pretty good. Right. And then you have stuff like the quirky stuff like uh, Little Big League where Henry Ruan Gardner gets in an accident and all of a sudden you can throw the ball 90 some miles an hour or 100 miles an hour. That's yeah. right. Now, now Field I, Dreams would have definitely been on here, but uh, I think that was 1989 and just missed the cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got that. You got Bull Durham. I think Bull that was like Durham, 88. That was 88, yeah. So a lot of that, <laughs> The Natural with Robert Redford was 84, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, the babe with John Goodman. I didn't think that was that great, though. That's why I didn't throw it out there. Right. I knew there was a what is it the um, where the kid ends up being the manager of the twins. Oh <laughs> yeah, I forget what that's called. You had Major League Two, which was terrible. Uh, yeah. Major League Three was even worse. You had Angels in the Outfield, which was a good feel good story for the kids. Another Disney movie. Was one where Keanu Reeves was the coach of that one team. Um, oh, that was uh, a good movie. That was, that was a good movie. I like that movie. That movie when, when little buddy, when little little kid got shot and killed, whatever. I, you know, I was tearing up in the movie. I can't remember. I can't. I can't remember the name of the movie off the top of my I head. I can't. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just feel like there's not a bunch of baseball movies on the list. I probably, I guess, we probably could have put Space Jam on the list. <laughs> I, I hate Space Jam. <laughs> and LeBron, LeBron is going to do another Space Jam, which the only thing that could be worse than Space Jam is a decision. Some people just never learn. <laughs> now, hey, I will I will say that I have I had my son, Caden, watching Space Jam, so he understands who Michael Jordan is or whatever. So usually when he's talking about basketball players, he's talking about Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and I think James Harden. Those are guys that he he usually talks about when it comes to basketball. So that's the people it's fun to watch. Right. I'm still trying to figure out how he's uh he starts talking about Devin Hester when he's running through the house playing football. <laughs> he's a score touchdown like Devin Hester. I'm like, dude, Devin Hester's retired. No, he's not. I'm like, yeah, he is. What are you talking about? But he's all about Devin Hester for some reason. Devin Hester. Uh, he was and, he must be pulling up old YouTube videos though, because yeah. it's been quite time since he was uh, running wild on the football field. Yeah, I think he is as far as doing that. And then it was all about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. because he makes one-handed catches. So he's always trying to make one-handed catch with the football. I'm like, dude, catch the ball two hands. Catch the ball two hands. And I have to like forcibly throw the ball low to make him catch it with two hands. Always he try to one-hand it every time. <laughs> yeah, nobody should watch anything Odell Beckham does, but we can talk about that on another segment. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, so true. So true. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna push forward. So we've got our sports movie bracket. We came through it. Any given Sunday is number one. We encourage everybody to watch all the movies in the bracket. They're all interested. They're all good. There's probably some ones that we forgot about. There's probably some ones we missed. If you have issues with it, let us know. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, franchise eleven twenty two. Hit me up on Instagram, Terrell, at Terrell Dwayne eleven, and then find me on Facebook. Yeah, Terrell Cummins. You find me somewhere like that. So. Yeah, if you want to give an opinion, feel free. I'm all ears as far as hearing it. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. But 
uh, what we're going to talk about lastly, we're going to talk about what the the state of professional football in the state of Ohio. The sorry state of professional football in Ohio ends with the yearly meaningless battle between the one in 15 Cincinnati Bengals hosting the six and 10 Cleveland Browns. The Browns beat the Browns beat the Ravens earlier this year. Yeah. The Browns got, got issues. You know, I don't think there's anything. I mean, I don't even know where you start with them, but since you brought up Odell Beckham, that's a good point. Uh, Guy's been hurt all year, supposedly. I don't know why that wasn't out there. I don't know why the injury wasn't managed. What do you think about that? Like, all of a sudden, we're hearing at the end of the season, he's been hurt all year with a sports hernia and groin. What's your take on that? Like, do you think he was going to go away? Those things don't just go away. I guess he's trying to just, like, deal with the pain and deal with it in the offseason. I don't know. Like, it, I guess story, and it was made worse by Baker coming out on the uh, medical team <clears throat> the bus, which I've never seen in the history of the NFL in my life. Well, Baker Mayfield does stuff like that, though. Like he doesn't. He doesn't try to play the, you know, the PR game and whatever. Like he'll just toss whoever in the bus and whatever it is. Like if that's what he thinks, that's what he's gonna say. He has like zero filter, which I mean, it's kind of good, but then you know. Or his teammates is kind of bad. So then you got we have two coaches in their first year, one massive disappointment in Cleveland with the talent right. available to him. The right. other one I have some sympathy for, as we've talked about, lots of injuries. I mean, your first round yeah. pick goes down right away with your torn pack you don't have a left tackle aj green gets hurt on the first play of practice he doesn't want to be a bangle which is a whole nother conversation um where i mean you you know all the problems go ahead and talk about. oh yeah no and then you know you had had dalton in there i want to blame blame dalton for everything which dalton probably is part of the problem but you know you got to give him a fair chance and you know get a solid offensive line and everything like that so and they didn't do anything to help them in the offseason either. Like, they had the same exact team this year as they had last year. They picked up nobody new. You know, they went with the draft. And besides, I'm trying to think any of their draft picks even played. Like, I don't even remember who they drafted. You know what I mean? So, yeah. that's tough. I, I've, I've, I've heard something that they need to work on their scouting department. Because, I mean, they, they drafted John Ross so high. They could have gotten someone else. Or if they wanted them, they could have traded down and still got him later on. But I thought he'd be better than what he is. You know, he really is just a speed guy and nothing more. Uh, they could have they could have called they could have called plays differently. I would run everything through Joe Mixon, kind of what they did towards the end of the season. They kind of gave him the ball more. But I would use him like Christian McCaffrey, like I was telling you earlier on the phone. Like I'll be trying to get him the ball in multiple ways out in space. And I'll let – or let him grind it out because he's one of those backs I think gets stronger as the game goes on. But – Or refresh my memory, didn't he get injured early in the year? Did he? Or has he been good all year? <laughs> no, I, I think he, he did. I think something happened. Maybe it was the ankle. I don't remember. It was something yeah. where he was he was a little bit slower out the gate. But – Yeah, so the Bengals, they had a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, you got a new head coach in there. He's a Sean McVay protege. I think all that madness of uh, anybody who ever even served a coffee to McVay gets hired for a head coaching job, uh, fad is over. 
with the Rams missing the playoffs this year. Right. But this guy was lucky enough to capitalize on it and get a head coaching job. Uh, I'm not willing, we talked about, to judge him as harshly as I am Kitchens because he did inherit a team that wasn't very good. I don't think putting that other quarterback in for Dalton was a good decision because that guy obviously can't play, and I think they should have seen that in practice. He he might have gotten pressure from above to do that too, though. Just to just to see, you know what I mean? Because Dalton wasn't it's playing well, and the guy the guy Finley played well in the preseason, so they probably just want to see what they had. And then once they saw what they had, he pulled him back. All right, we're putting Dalton back out there. So. Oh, no. Yeah, so they had a lot of problems. I thought the defense would perform a little better, but anybody who's played football knows if you play on a defense and your offense can't score, it gets frustrating. Right. And uh, it starts to affect your play, regardless of what anybody says. You know? Right. I know these guys are professionals, but when you're out on the field after your offense is three and out all the time, it starts to wear on you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for Gino sure. Ag- Still one of the best defensive players in the league, in my opinion. He's well respected. Um, I guess I guess Dunlap was hurt the first part of the season with a knee injury. And then once I got better, you saw a completely different player second half of the season. Yeah. And let me ask you this. Is are the Bengals bringing him back next year as the head coach? Yes, I think so. I think I think yeah. they will. I think they should. I mean, I, I told you before. I feel like that the Bengals were – they played hard. Just regardless, every game they played hard for the coach. So, they didn't give up on him. Like, in Jacksonville, they just gave up. They said, forget this, we're done, you know. But I, I think for, for him, I think they played hard and they came out and did what they were trying to do and get wins. And I believe I believe they didn't want to be 0-16 or whatever. And they've been in games. They've been in close games. Now, New England, they got worked over. Dalton had a terrible game on that, but yeah, four interceptions isn't going to appeal to other teams wanting to pick you up. <laughs> well, and all, all in the second half too, but then I heard it could have been a play calling because I heard that Stephon Gilmore said that he knew exactly the routes on both of the interceptions that were going to be run because of the formations. Well, that falls so on the coaching. But then it's like, all right, with the formations, is that because they had so many injuries, so many young guys in, they had to dumb down the playbook to more base sets? I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it. It's possible. I honestly th- – now, I do believe that the Bengals coach will be back, but I do think they're both going to be evaluated very closely this last game to see if they can yeah. get their players motivated to play. I think a loss for Kitchens in this game would be catastrophic and might be the end of him. Um, I think if the Bengals would somehow get destroyed at home um, – and you also got to remember that the Bengals had their worst attendance in the history of the stadium this year. Uh, their second worst in attendance in the NFL, which is shocking for a team in Ohio. Um, right. There's going to be well, some. Mike, Mike Brown's, Brown's the owner. Money. He is the owner. Right. And all Mike Brown cares about is making money, I believe. You know? Right. Uh, but now it's affecting his wallet. So let's see how he acts when his wallet starts to get affected. Right, because this wasn't just the second half season. It was like all season that attendance was down. So, I think they only averaged like 47,000, which is pathetic for an NFL team. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And that's that's just the, the tickets bought. That's not butts in the seats. Correct. Correct. So, 
And the Browns, the now there's a lot of personalities, and Kitchens is a first year coach, but I blame the GM a lot for these decisions. This uh, moves he made in the offseason looked good at the time, aren't looking good now. Like Olivia Vernon was supposed to dominate defensive end. He's been hurt the whole time like he was in New York. Um, right. And we traded away our best guard to the Giants for that. Um, there's there's just been a lot of their second-round pick, Corbett, was supposed to take over at that guard position. He's no longer a Brown, was traded to the Rams. That's a miss right. by the GM. That's on Dorsey. Bringing in Beckham. Um, looked great at the time. You traded a first and third-round pick for him. But I think you got to run that experiment back because you gave up too much to get him. What do you think right. of that? No, I agree, hundred percent. I don't like Beckham like that. Like everybody loves him. Like I don't really like him as a player, personally. I just think that, I just think he's there's other players that are at least just as just as talented as he is. And I Whatever. hate to call but, players out, but the bottom line is he's been hurt. This is three years now. It, it's been three years since he was the impactful player that everybody expects him to be now. Um, right. That's a long time. I hate to say sometimes it looks like he's more interested in being a celebrity than he is a football player. I don't know. I was hoping Landry would be able to keep that under control, but he's on the sidelines yelling at the coaches. Beckham's yelling at the coaches. Everybody's yelling. Um, right. The train wreck. It's it's completely out of hand. I give Kareem Hunt and Chubb a lot of credit for playing together and getting it done. And one right. thing I'd like to touch on the Browns that that my opinion differs from a lot of people. All year you're hearing about offensive line, offensive line, offensive line's terrible. Well, why do we have the leading rusher in the NFL? Right. Right. It's yeah, hard it to that offensive line <laughs> when dudes about to cross fifteen hundred yards this weekend. Plus Kareem right. Hunt, right? This right. is on Baker. This is on the receivers. They're not on the same page. They're not running the right routes. Baker's nowhere near as accurate as he was last year. I'm tired of hearing about the offensive line. I think the people making all the money like them need to step up and start getting it done. That's what I see. And we watch every game, you know. Is, is, is Baker the guy? He's the first Browns quarterback in, like, what, 18 years to start 16 games. This yes, coming, it's Tim Couch. Game. Right. So is is he the guy? That's the thing. Because he, he, he definitely regressed this year. You know, we'll see what happens next year for sure. But my biggest know. thing is when you watch last year, he was throwing balls into NFL windows at the best quarterbacks throw. Just zipping the ball in those tight windows you have to to be a successful NFL quarterback. Not seeing that. This last now was Freddie was ball. Freddie Kitchens was he the offense coordinator last year? Like, did he call plays this year as a head coach? Yes, he or is no? the play caller. So, you know, but he was the play caller for the last eight games last year. Right. Um, but you know, you're playing with house money. Then you're you. There's no pressure. You don't know if you're going to have a job, and you're just running all kinds of crazy plays and catching teams off guard. Now you're the head coach. It's the start of the year, and there's expectations. You're coaching with a different different mindset right so and right. and there's just a lot of problems you know that it's just uh they got to get it together there's got to be some discipline uh you know what one thing i want to bring up is miles garrett that situation in pittsburgh was terrible but it wasn't yep. the first instance first game of the year he punched the tackle for the tennessee titans right in the face i don't know why he wasn't punished then and i'm upset they didn't punish him then because if it had got two games back then 
then maybe they he wouldn't have, you know, did this stunt he just pulled here against Pittsburgh. Right. Right. But uh, I will say it, about Miles Garrett, he is top of the line defensive player. When he if he gets he is, back, he is the man. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. I agree. He's a great player. He's a keep his head about himself. I do believe Mason Rudolph said something to him. I think he did. Like Mason Rudolph's denying it, but I think he said something. Just the way he reacted, you know, no one's just going to react for nothing. You know, he said something, nothing catches attention. Whatever he said, you know. I don't know if he said anything or not. I look at the replay. Now, the thing was, Mason Rudolph was on the ground kicking him in the goods, and then he was right. grabbing his face mask and everything. I don't know if he said anything, but all that stuff Mason Rudolph was doing definitely would cause, you know, craziness yeah. like that. But right. I, I think if Mason Rudolph actually said that, there were so many players around if it had said something. I mean – if he said what Miles Garrett says he said and his own teammates heard that, do you think they'd have had his back? I don't think so. Right. Is it yeah, and, and maybe Miles Garrett thought he heard it and didn't. You know what I mean? You never know when you're out there going through it. You know, but yeah, like if 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 uh Rudolph's teammates heard it, they definitely wouldn't have his back. You know, they wouldn't say, Oh no, it's okay. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't work like that. No, and I think Miles Garrett might have thrown that out there, hoping it might have helped his suspension case. And I hate to call him out on that and call him a liar, but it's a possibility. Like, I just threw that out there to possibly try to get his suspension reduced. I would hate that because I would hate that someone would be willing to just toss that out there on somebody. That's serious to accuse someone of that. It's you extremely know. curious, but I also think it's strange that Miles Garrett didn't want that to come out of the meeting. Remember? Like, that was supposed to be kept secret that he was supposedly called something in that meeting because he didn't want to get out, you know? But if he was actually called called that, then why was he concerned it got out, right? So the whole thing is just kind of fishy. No, I'm with you there. I'm with right. you there. You called that. You just said that, you know, on the field. Hey, he called me that. That's why, you know, I went after him or whatever. You wouldn't have tried yeah, to kept it. Uh, yeah, I would have said, yeah. I would have said it right then and there. Yeah. Yeah, so I I, I, I hate to accuse somebody of this, and I'm not. I'm just speculating that maybe he tried to use that as suspension hearing to get his thing reduced. Now, I hope that's not true because if that's true, that's bad, right? So, right, right. So, tough situation. Um, but what do you what do you think the Bengals should do with AJ Green? At this point, nothing. I guess sign him to a franchise tag. I guess. You so long term deal. That. I well that that's fine. I mean, it's whatever. I just I push forward like he's not going to be there, but. Yeah, I would. He's the one that's missing out on two years of football. He's going to be what thirty-four years old at that point in time. He's not going to get a big money long-term contract at that point. You know, they have they probably still have the leverage because he has been healthy for a full sixteen games in like three three years. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, yeah, and I think what and, and sometimes I wonder if he isn't playing. I truly believe he could have came back the second half of the season this year and didn't do it. I think he pulled yeah, a Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. If they were doing better, 
he would have come back to play for sure. I, I agree with it. But once they were going downhill, and maybe maybe owners told him, hey, we're going to go for his number one pick, just sit out. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't put yourself on line. But are you paying know. tickets for a Bengals game on a team that ain't winning no games that AJ Green isn't playing? I I think I I think if he was traded to a team that was in contention, he'd have been on the field this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So with all of this said, and it being the final game of the season here. Who do you predict to win, and what score do you think it's going to be? Oh, wow. Um, you never know in these games. Because me and you went to one game, it was in the snow, and it was like 52 to 47 yeah. <laughs> years ago. And I, was I that the game where – I'm wondering if that was that game. I can't remember which one that was. I think that was that one that was freezing in Cincinnati. It was blowing wind all over the place. Yeah. All <laughs> yeah, it was cold. had to do was beat a bad Bengals team to – get the Browns in the playoffs, and he couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't do it. Couldn't, couldn't do it. So, I don't know. Like, the Bengals, I think the Bengals could, could win this game. It, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I agree. I think the Bengals can win, and I don't want it to slip out of my mouth because it slipped out of everybody's mouth every show you watch. I'm thinking because of the talent that we got to – now, I'm not saying that anymore. Sometimes I wonder where all this talent's supposed to be because it doesn't right. show up on Sunday. So I'm tired of hearing that. I'm not going to use the talent moniker. Uh, I think with Andy Dalton – see, if the I'll put it this way. If Andy Dalton wasn't playing, I got the Browns by three touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, no, Dalton's playing. So With, with Dalton playing, I think we're going to have some points in this game because the Browns' defense is terrible. The Bengals are 32nd rushing defense going against Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I got a feeling we're going to be in for some points tomorrow. Yeah, I think it could be exciting. It'll be interesting to see how it all goes down. Um, yeah, I think the Bengals can do it. I think they can, they're going to have to probably match them score for score. They won't be able to hold the Browns down, but they just got to keep the running game in check and see if they can force Baker Mayfield into some mistakes. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going I'm gonna go going Bengals. with? I'm going to go Bengals 24 to 21. Wow. Just putting a nail in Kitchen's coffin. I'm yep, going 100%. with I'm going with Browns 31, Bengals 24. Okay. We we will see we will see how that goes. We'll see how it goes in the miserable battle of Ohio. And it is miserable. <laughs> All right. I, you know, I, I know we're talking, we're talking about being done after this segment, but I wanted to keep you on because we were kind of discussing earlier. It's just a segment called Relax and Take Notes. We normally do whatever coming up with it, but we're going to go ahead and do it now. Um, I want to talk about the kid from Eastern Michigan, the bowl game, the um, – Senior quarterback, I don't know. I think his name is Mike Glass. Something happened Glass on the final the drive. Yep. yep. Something happened on the final drive of the game. He got, I think he got sacked. He got up. The pit player said something to him, probably was talking trash a little bit. He got up, punched dude in the face. And another guy came over, and he went to hit that guy too and caught the referee. It's the referee got dropped. Uh, it didn't look like a glancing blow, but referee went down like he was haymaker and got KO'd. But – you can't do that though. Like he's a senior. It's his last game. It's going to be the last thing. Like one of the last things people are going to remember about him. 
Like, that's just crazy to me that someone's going to do that to somebody on the field of play. Like, how do you lose your emotions like that? I, I feel terrible for the kid because, like you said, he's a senior. He, and this isn't a defensive end or a guard here. This is the quarterback, the leader of your team. Right, this is the leader, right. Um, it, It's just horrible at stuff like this. And we've been seeing this in a lot of the bowl games this year. Uh, getting a little testy at the end of games here. Um, guys got to control their emotions in these games like this. Uh, you know what? The worst part is they weren't even out of it. There was 10 seconds left. They're approaching midfield, I believe. Um, and it just can't happen, right? So I, I feel terrible for the kid because that's something he's going to be remembered by. Um, right. It gets showed on TV over and over and over in today's media you know, availability, um, you know, I, I, I don't know what you say to him, you know, what do you think? I don't know. Like the coach said, like, after, you know, I saw the press conference, you know, he's like the guy wanted to talk to his team, wanted to apologize to the kids in tears about everything. You know, he feels horrible about it, disrespected the program. He knows it. I'm sure after all happened, it just hit him like a ton of bricks. Like, what I just do, why I do this, or whatever. You know, he definitely got caught up in the emotion of it. He well, what's shocking him. about the situation is he did it twice. Like right. he stepped and hit the guy, and then he swung again and hit somebody else and knocked that ref down. Uh, you know, like I said, it, it's just it's an emotional game. Football to me is like any other game. It's really the only sport where you're out there literally trying to crush the other person. Um, right. And, uh, and, and it was tough. I mean, Pittsburgh threw that bomb Eastern to me, Eastern Michigan shouldn't even have been in the game. I mean, congrats to them. I thought Pittsburgh was going to mop the floor with them. Uh, I was very surprised that Eastern Michigan was hanging in that game, but, uh, yeah, you can't, you got to control your emotions in that situation. Your team needs you. You're the quarterback. You set the example and that's how it's always going to be with that position. Right. Nope, I, I agree 100%. He's got to find a way to reel it in and, you know, and just keep it calm. That's where everybody's out there playing. You just can't let your emotions get the best of you. You know, like I said, it is an emotional game, but you just can't let it go over the top like that. You, you just got to find a way not to let it happen, regardless of what it is, what it's, whatever it's said. Like, you just got to bite it and deal with it. <laughs> you just have to. But. And I agree, and it's it's a shame. It just seems like I, – I don't know if it's because there's just camera angles everywhere and just that's how it is today, but it just seems like there's more and more of this going on and I think coaches need to really focus on, you know, that part of the game, folk, right. getting guys focused on, on controlling themselves. I mean, look yep. at the Browns this year. Go back to them. Most penalties in franchise history, I think, are since 1951. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's just – not controlling your emotions. If I see Beckham do that, whatever he's doing in front of his face mask again for 15 yards, actually you finally made a catch, you know, this weekend. That's stuff you right. can't do. You know what I mean? You got to – you got to – you got to – I think at the end of the day, you just got to think about the team. You know, what What do I got to do, you know? Right, right. No, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. So, man, I don't want to keep you. I appreciate you coming out. Look forward to having to come back. And um, I know your your season's coming up. Now football's winding down. NBA's on. So I'm sure you're out there 
watching NBA. I didn't even discuss any NBA basketball this year. But uh, you know me, I love some NBA. I, I'll definitely <laughs> be down to talk about that. I got to be the only person who does, but I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm going to have to watch a little NBA to see what's going on. Usually I don't even think about the NBA till unless it's on Sunday and there's nothing else on or like the conference finals of the playoffs. <laughs> I watch it every night, man. If there's nothing else on, that's what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some of the changes that uh, Adam Silver is talking about uh, bringing to the table, too. It'll be, it's interesting. I want to get your take on it as far as the change to the schedule. So you know, maybe that's something for next week. We'll talk about the college football playoffs and Adam Silver and, and, right. and go from there. So, All right. Well, thanks for having me. All right, man. Appreciate it. Talk to you all here soon. Take care. I just want to come on one more time. I know this one we normally do, relax and take notes. But I just want to get on here and say I hope everybody had a happy holidays. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas and an upcoming Happy New Year. Uh, we had a good time. Had a good time recording with Dane today. Hopefully, he gets to come back on here soon. Ideally, hopefully, him and DJ will be able to come on. We'll be able to discuss a few things going forward, and hopefully, have a few more guests coming up in 2020. So, um, we had a good time. I'm, I'm glad that everybody is listening. And you know, tell your friends, share it, tell everybody. You know, I'd love to hear from you if possible. Like I say, hit me up on Twitter, Franchise1122, or Instagram, at Terrell Dwayne 11 or find me on Facebook, Terrell Cummins. So, appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all listening. Good uh, good seeing y'all and any kind of feedback that's given. And I hope you had a good time, and we'll talk to you soon. Later.